Yeah, I'm talking to you, sassy girl. Need a little ah in your step? Try this on for size. It's pop. It tastes great. It makes you feel kind of funny. Not here, not down there, but all up in this area. Talking pop. Sick and tired of hearing all these people talk about What's the deal with this pop life and when is it gonna fade out The thing you got to realize what we're doing is not a trend We got the gift of melody, we're gonna bring it till the end, come on now Hi, welcome to Talk and Pop, my name is Jennifer Smith I'm here with the Delta to my COVID Tim Capel, how you doing? Wow Right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, on that very light note, um, <laughs> I guess kind of like uh, Delta, we are continuing our world tour here on Talking Pop of, uh, did I just say Talking Pop with a G? Talking. That's, that's not no, the name of our that's show. That's not our show. It's not. TNP <laughs> continues its world tour with, with a lot of um, famous and infamous guests, people we've we've had on our short list. Uh, looking forward to talking to so we've got one tonight mm-hmm. uh, and someone we have gotten to know pretty well I guess over the past year sort of sort of as a consequence of COVID oddly enough I would say <laughs> so probably yeah which is a yeah. weird thing a benefit of COVID if you will a, a silver lining perhaps mm-hmm. uh, so Jenny who have we got here on this evening well you might know him from uh his uh i think he has some sort of podcast i'm not sure i'll let you i'll let him talk to you guys <laughs> some sort of podcast. yeah it's some sort of uh little podcast uh on the place to be wrestling uh feed his name the one and only Grooney james grunberg how you doing I am doing well, Jenny. Thank you for that fabulous intro. Thank you to both of you. Yeah, you know, I could be a gift or I could be a consequence. <laughs> Let's go with gift. Already. <laughs> I mean, I've been some, uh, I, I've been like consequences to friends, but we'll get into those as well. I love it. <laughs> So yeah, we uh, we've been chatting over the course of the past like year or so, pretty regularly on uh, primarily on Saturday nights. So first of all, it is it is weird to hear your voice um, on a weeknight, not sure. on a weekend. Uh, but but I'm getting my head around that. But yeah, we've we've done these little Saturday calls calls for um, well over a year, really since. Uh, you know, the whole quarantine situation started in in 2020, just, just as a way of like, kind of keeping ourselves and each other sane. Um, although these calls can get quite insane, uh, but you know how it is with, with these things. If you have any, anything similar in your own life, um, you know, how outrageous, uh, folks can get in the comfort of their own homes, uh, when they've been staring at nothing at four walls all day. Um, I, like you said, I think it's pretty relatable at this point. Like mm-hmm. most people probably have some sort of, you know, regular Skype session, meet up, hang out, whatever you want to call it, you know, with virtual friends. Like I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's outrageous to, to have formed a friendship in that way. 
anymore, really. Nope. It's kind of just your choice of uh, venue, whether it's on Skype, which is what we use, or Microsoft uh, Team, or Zooms, or right. whatever, you know, whatever it is, uh, this is what keeps people connected. Um, and so we've continued to do that, even though, uh, you know, you are socializing quite a bit more in person these days. Mm-hmm. We all live, uh, geographically, we're pretty dispersed, so... Sort of like it's it's been a fun um, way to stay in touch with each other, and it's like why why ruin a good thing? Uh, you know what else are we doing on Saturday night? I know I love that we <laughs> at our age kept like... it up. You know I, I really do love that. Yeah. Um, you know not to take anything away from Gruny, but I would love to include Gruny in this conversation. But mm-hmm. another person that we got to know very well um, during those. Saturday night calls was our friend Calvin and um, he passed away recently and it's been a you know a little bit of time and I didn't talk about it on any of my other podcasts Um, I know Justin and Scott did a really great um, tribute to Calvin on the mothership on the place to be podcast so um, that was wonderful and I've I've heard several other things across um, all of our little feeds and networks that we have assembled the quadrupods if you will and um but you and i i know tim didn't really get to talk about it too much so i feel like this is probably a good spot for it yeah timing was such that uh we i don't know that we've had an episode of this show since his passing um which was very sad and very unexpected as well Mm -hmm. um it's just one of those things, you know, your your group chat isn't like gonna get directly notified by someone when when they pass away in the manner that he did. It, it's just sort of you um you find out however you find out, which is yeah. which was the case for us. Um you know, someone saw something on I on one of his, you know, social media accounts that um looked very serious and concerning uh from just mutual friends i guess in his life and mm-hmm. you know one thing sort of leads to another from there and we find ourselves just sort of talking amongst ourselves saying what do we do now um mm-hmm. we've we've lost a friend and um these things, I guess, are sort of inevitable and, and bound to happen within, again, very large, dispersed, um, and, and largely virtual communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's definitely a first for us, for me, yep. uh, and for our our kind of immediate circle here. Um, and Calvin, uh, viewer, listeners may remember from this podcast as a past guest Mm -hmm. uh really colorful really entertaining guy the life that that he led absolutely Um, the stories were absolutely hysterical and and almost unbelievable until you really got to know calvin as a person Mm -hmm. and and realized that was really kind of par for the course with them right and you know since that episode honestly i i had been 
keeping to myself just notes on like a <laughs> potential sequel because I mean there's so much there's so much and and as is often the case I, I just felt like we barely scratched the surface with him as a guest and there was just he would mention things in passing that would be so like shocking to most people's ears I think yes that would quite crack us i mean nobody really could make me laugh like like he could and so i just had to take down anything i was like I, i'm never going to remember this or <laughs> even know what it means so i'm just going to write down very briefly very quickly you know notes for talking pop calvin part two ask him about you know whatever it is <laughs> and it's i would look back over this and just think I don't even, this doesn't look like, these are not coherent thoughts, but no. I know he's going to know exactly what I'm talking about if I bring up, explain the banjo uh, log plume, banjo <laughs> string log plume incident, <laughs> which is a sex story, of course. Obviously. Um, and I, it, it's just one of those things, I, I know I'm kind of rambling here, but. No, I know. This is what we we want to do, right? Yeah, and just it is. just the fact that you had that list of like I know. shit to ask Calvin. I love it, that I have it. it. Breaks, I know it breaks my heart, but I love it at the same uh, time. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I love that I have it, and I, you know, I try not to burst into tears when I look at yes, it yes. because we will not, sadly, get this opportunity to talk to him and have these things clarified. On yet another talking pop, but you know it, it just goes to show that you've got to appreciate people while while they're here and while they're with us. Yep. Because our time is quite limited, and makes me all the more grateful that we did have the chance to talk to him at least for that one episode and share some of his, uh, shall we say, perverted wisdom with <laughs> the world at large. That's how I'd like to remember my friend. Yeah, I would agree. Perverted wisdom is a pretty great phrase for Calvin. What was your favorite Calvin story, James? <laughs> oh man, that I I'm gonna feel like terrible for for saying this, but um, I feel like him just like locking that girl in the greenhouse room. <laughs> It's just like it's so bad, but it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, I just took this girl, I threw her in a greenhouse, and I locked the door. Well, she was harassing him. I know. Yes, look for that story. Um, <laughs> in context, on uh, on our episode with Calvin, I, I had a feeling that would be the one. <laughs> That's definitely a true standout. Um, yeah. But, you know, we, we bring up these things and it, we laugh about just kind of the absurdity <laughs> of it. But the guy had the biggest heart of anybody yes. you'd ever meet. You know, would really give give a total stranger the shirt off his back. Um, he was an absolute sweetheart. And when uh, when I had, like, the energy and the strength to, like, scroll back through our chat. The mm -hmm. first message that he ever sent me was about um, CF and my son. And, like, he he always, like, 
had a special place in his heart for Ethan. Ethan, he would always like kind of ask me about him and, um, you know, especially if we were like having a surgery or something, he would always be like, I hope everything's okay because he Mm -hmm. had a friend. Um, I think his friend had a daughter who had CF. And, um, so he knew like more about it than most people do. And the first thing he ever sent me was CF related. And the last thing that we ever talked about was the new CF drug that Ethan was about to start. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, when I noticed that, to me, it was just like a huge indicator of like the kind of person that he was. Um, mm-hmm. He just really cared about his friends and everybody like just really did genuinely. He definitely had a, a public persona, which was kind of one thing mm-hmm. um, or, or different things, depending on how, he, depending on the group, the, the public, the who he was interacting with. Right. Uh, but he also had, I think we all sort of realized uh, amongst ourselves later, a lot of private, uh, you know, one-on-one relationships with with many members of our community uh, that, you know, we just didn't talk about amongst right. each other because they were private. You know, this mm-hmm. is just a conversation I, I've been having with this person that like, I know him on one level, but I also know him on this level, mm-hmm. you know, one-to-one that could be quite different. And, uh, he, he was like that with so many people and it's like, wow, this, this guy really cared about his friends, um, cared about, you know, the people he was close to in his life, um, and, and really let them know it. And uh, I, I hope I, you know, did the same and, and could be as good a friend to him as, as he really was to me and to um, our mutual friends. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, tough to talk about, but we feel like we, it was overdue for us. Yeah, yeah, it was like, I, it would, you know, I'd think about it um, and be like, you know, we need to. We need to do it, <laughs> mm-hmm. but she's like, you know, it's, um, it still sucks. Like I still kind of wait for his little bubble to pop up on the group chat, you know, I know. He, he's he, caught that's up the with thing. the messages. Like, yeah. Wow. I had a wild. <laughs> yeah. Up, just come know. in with just like a crazy and that day, that day mm-hmm. I had made some terrible, terrible, horribly offensive joke. Um, which I would do sometimes and just throw it out there at Calvin, really. <laughs> and then sometimes, you know, if he'd catch up and then he'd always respond to it, you know, like he was always back with a, a joke back at me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had said that. And that was the last time I ever added him, you know, was yeah. on that horrible joke. It went unanswered. Yeah. It did. It did. Because it was like a questioning kind of joke. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it just, it just, sat there and I, I don't know if that's like funny or very sad or maybe both um, um tim do you yep. remember that he was supposed to so jenny calvin was supposed to join us for um laughing theater the group watch of can hardly wait that we yes. did with <laughs> It, it, it just stuck out because I was the one who got the message first. It was like, I have got to relay what he just said. And he's like, guys, you're not going to believe this. Someone 
crashed their car into a telephone pole right outside my house. <laughs> I am crying with laughter because I'm just like, what just happened? He's like, yeah, someone just drove right into it. It's like he was on and then Calvin disconnected. It's like, just what happened? Yeah. Anyone else noticed that? And then he was like, telephone pole, someone in a telephone pole outside my house. And then he, he said that the the dude was hammered drunk and had to be, like, dragged away by the cops. So I don't know if he had to give a statement or, or what it was. But, yeah, he was he was held up um, that night, which is the type of thing that would happen in his life all the time. It's such time. a – I mean, all the, such a typical Calvin story, which – and that's where you're like – Hmm, is this dude just putting me off? Like, Did he really just not want to watch the movie? Right, well, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I, I had, um, we had planned a Pluto, right? So we're going to watch Pluto and do an episode of that. And, oh, my God. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm sending him messages. I'm like, where's Calvin? I'm trolling him in the group chat. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I bet Calvin's going to have a great story for why he stood me up for Pluto tonight. <laughs> and then, I get a picture of a pig on the stairs. On the stairs. <laughs> like, pig standing on the stairs. The pig would not come down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I had a pig situation. And I'm like, <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> You're like, all right, you had their money on pig on the steps. I was like, what? Because we were just like, we were fantasy booking all of his excuses for why. Yeah. He was late for the pod. Uh, and that one was not even mm-hmm. remotely on the list, but yeah. and just, just, I mean. Well, it was his new pet pig, right? Yeah. He already had one. Yeah. This was a new addition to the household who I, I guess was uh, not getting along mm-hmm. with with the uh, the current, the one pet pig that he already had. So. <laughs> He had a real problem. He had a real problem. I mean, just listen to that sentence. I mean, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Made right. chilies. <laughs> Amazing. That whole night. Oh god. And then it was so funny because once we rescheduled that, we recorded an episode of Pluto that was so incoherent. Um, oh on both of our sides, we were both. Just, I'm listening back, trying to edit it. I'm like, this, this is, is not an episode of anything. This is nonsense. Um, I still have that recording, but I haven't listened back to it yet. Um, but it, luckily, on our third trial, we managed to put together somewhat of an episode. Of yes, <laughs> which is awesome. I mean, I love that. I love that story and. Um, hard just, fought, yeah. hard fought episode. There. Yeah, it was uh, worth it. it was but worth who, it. who would ever believe? Okay, I've, I've got a pet pig, and it's a new pet pig that has my um, my other pet pig really startled, <laughs> and I, I can't get him off the steps. So <laughs> I'm gonna have to postpone our podcast. Like, if you did not have photographic proof of that, you would not believe it, right? So, <laughs> right. It's just completely ridiculous but um Wonderful. that yeah that that live watch of uh, can't hardly wait which he he was not there for um is an example of we, we actually did record that on a saturday night as i recall <laughs> yeah and um talk about being so incoherent hammered drunk on a podcast it was 
it was one of those because it was a Saturday night and because it was a group watch. Um, I think I kind of forgot it was an actual podcast. I mean, yeah. it was being recorded. It was being recorded. I don't. Was that ever released to the world? Oh, yeah, that, that was released. Yes. yes. Okay, so yeah, if you want to hear me as incoherent as I've ever been on a podcast, probably check well, that. Well, incoherent and like you, you admitted like to the podcasting world that you were gay that night too. You were like, "Well, I'm gay, so I didn't have a really, I didn't have a best well, I, I don't girl. know, I didn't that have it. a best girlfriend in school, you know, like I didn't have like a really good like you know girl best friend." You were like, "I'm gay, so no." <laughs> Well, I know that was a surprise to you, but I, I don't know that it was a surprise to everyone. Legit, that was me. when you realized that Tim me. was gay. It was not until that podcast, is that correct? It was up until okay. that podcast, and well, that's another um, that's another story too. Like when I was going out with my uh, my girlfriend at the time. So, oh, let's yeah. hear it. Yeah. All right, so. I sent her the podcast maybe, like, so if we recorded that, maybe, like, I don't know, even remember when we recorded that. That was, like, mid-July or something, like, August and of 2020, and mm-hmm. I started going out with this girl in November, like, spur of the moment, like, I ended up in her, um, so plentyoffish.com lets girls, like, go, like, let's people do live stream and like oh really call it the date box and no, i just got the date the box, date box. Yeah. oh my god what are we and doing? so i ended up in this girl's box, box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did and i i just shot i i took a shot like you know like the the net was there you know and I mean, it seemed like it was just open to shoot my shot, and I did. And, like, we went out a couple of times. And she was like, yeah, you know, like, my favorite movie is, like, Can't Hardly Wait. I was like, oh, my God. Like, so I I didn't watch the movie with the sound on it, but I do have, like, a really good, like, podcast if you want to listen to it. So she listens to it, and she's like, did your friend really hit a telephone? Like, is that what really happened? I was like, yeah, he told us uh, Someone hit a telephone pole, and then she, like, was asking, like, a bunch of other questions. Like, is your friend really gay? I was like, um, <laughs> I don't know. Nor do I know why she was offended by that. Yeah, topic. I was and like, what kind of fucking question gay? is that? <laughs> Just saying yeah. it for effect, I guess. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I don't remember how it even came up because I don't remember. Oh no, Andy asked us like, um, did we ever have like a, um, like a, a girl that we could just talk to and go as a girl that was a friend but not your girlfriend? Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. and you just were like, no, I'm gay, so I didn't have (laughs) that girlfriend in in high school. And, and you know what's funny is that like I mean in my high school you know like the gay kids like got the the like had the girls who were like really their friends they would go tanning together. I definitely <laughs> didn't have any uh, any experiences <laughs> like that, but, but yeah, I mean the only 
girls who who are my friends would definitely be girls who are my friends but not my girlfriends kind of it's not like (laughs) and this was a million years ago when nobody's really out in high school so right like it's kind of a different uh story but um yeah i don't know why i i blurted that out sort of um <laughs> without it much so suddenly much, like <laughs> without much color on yeah that's um i, I mean, just kind of love really, that you didn't know but yeah then. i also sort of love that you didn't know because it's not like it was any big secret you know what i mean it's not yeah. like a, a big like oh i'm harboring this thing that i've never told <laughs> anybody like yeah yep. god that's great <laughs> And your girlfriend is just like, who are these people? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, for, like, a while, like, I didn't, um, I, I just, like, couldn't, just, like, we broke up, like, and I kind of knew, like, I knew it was coming, but I didn't want it to come. Mm-hmm. And so how, like, it ended was, like, I just told her straight up, I was like, do you want my Valentine? And then she was, like, giving me, like, all excuses and stuff. I was like, listen. Either you want to go out another day with me or you don't. Like, don't give me a runaround. So I just told her straight up. I was like, you need to, like, just come clean. She's like, I don't want to go on another day with you. And that was that. And, like, for, um, I would say for a while, I couldn't listen to the Can't Hardly Wait podcast. Because Which you did on a fairly pod- regular basis, I understand. Yeah. Like, yeah. listen to this back. Because, like, it just reminded me of, like, you know, her saying, oh, it's my, like, one of my favorite movies. And, like, I was looking forward to, like, maybe, like, going over and watching the movie with her. But we never got to that, obviously. So, I actually, like, went back to it, like, maybe, like, a month later and just, like, got over the hump of, like, not listening to it for a while. Wow. I love that for you because... I, Jenny, I don't know about you, but I don't think I've, like, I've personally probably never listened to a podcast more than once. Um, <laughs> so there are a couple that I like to re-listen to. It, it kind of depends, right? Like, if yeah. it's, or maybe I'll go back because I'll re, I'll kind of halfway remember something and be like, what were they saying about whatever it was that was so interesting? And, and I'm, that might be a reason to go back and revisit something, but, um, mm-hmm. Gruny, I, I I really love that you. Um, this was such a favorite podcast that that it's like in your regular rotation. That's that's yeah, amazing but, to me. Well, like when it comes to the wrestling ones, like I I kind of I can't go back on the wrestling ones because it's like oh I'm just waiting for like the next like topic and you know like the mm-hmm, newest mm-hmm. opinions on thing. But it's like for for shits and giggles ones, like you know the ones that are the the funnies, like, you know, you can always go back to the funnies, you know. And That's I, true, so yeah. I go back to Calvin's, like, you know, once in a while. Because I need, like, to... I need something to hold me over until, like, the new material comes out. But, like, if I need something to laugh, like, Calvin's is the one to, like, go to. Or just, like, hearing my own voice on, like, these <laughs> drive... Like, these laugh-in theaters, too, you know. Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being like shouting obscenities and being absurd sometimes. <laughs> no it really is. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'll listen to my own stuff. You know, sometimes you forget how fucking <laughs> funny you are. <laughs> like I don't know if he remembers it too, but like 
me and Sean Kidd, like, we did Ready to Rumble with Eric Eels. Like, imagine that, you know, oh like, the most, gosh. like, three different people, like, <laughs> watching Ready to Rumble together with Andy. <laughs> That is yeah, very random. Highly <laughs> recommend that as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, I feel like I have to go back and be like, hey, Sean, remember, like, when we were, like, friends and we did this, like, podcast together? <laughs> like, we did this watch-along together and you liked me? <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know that he does like me in general. Yes, like, look, you, know? you have a very worked feud with, with Sean. <laughs> yes. That's a lot of work. I, I, I would say that that's a work right there, yeah. buddy. He, uh, you know, all of Sean's he's work are work. too. Like he's so like he's so funny. Like working the boys, it's like I oh, mean, yeah. even like Cal, like Calvin could work the boys too. Like it's like mm-hmm. that true. really happened. Yeah, all, all of his stories, one hundred percent true. Can work, everyone can work a story. You know, you just have to like learn how to like you know work it, <laughs> work it, girl. With Calvin, he just had a story for everything, I feel like. He could bring up the most obscure, just, like, very, um, think that you're pulling something out of your ass type of topic that only you would ever know anything about or be able to relate to. And he's like, oh, well, you know, back in 2005, I had a, a friend who you know, did whatever it is you're talking about. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like if we Who is this him, person? Yeah. Yeah. Like if we said, oh, can you imagine getting hit with a baseball in the eye? I'd be like, oh, that happened to me. Like, yeah, exactly. When I was nine years old. Yeah. Ultra specific type stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, Gurney, how did you get into the world of podcasting? How, what, what drew you to that? So, I was. I was in college at the time, and this is back in 2000, 2010, 2011. My cousin was Jason. My cousin was Jason Greenhouse, or the Greenie, as they like to have mm-hmm. called him. And he said, "Hey, listen to this. Um, listen to these uh, podcasts. Um, it's called The Place to Be." And I started listening to it, and immediately i was like oh i'm archived because it's like oh wow someone actually enjoys like what i like you know because mm-hmm. i think like with rest like uh, people i feel look at people who like wrestling as like outcasts but it's like we're all outcasts in a way and i felt comfortable it's like oh they're talking about something that i like to really like talk about and get into and like you know listen to like what other people have to say about it so they were talking like you know they were just archiving everything i remember like them just like going through like, the archives of 99 2000 2001 and i was like oh these guys like know what they're doing you know they probably rewatched the stuff and uh you know they just go over everything mm-hmm. and then in 2000 and 13 i got to go out like for like the like one of my first like ever place to be nation um group weekend outings and that was wrestlemania 29 and that was a blast like i met that's where i met justin scott jay and uh chad chad um and i think yeah also andy was there too uh, like, um, not, not, 
Andy Flanagan, not uh, right. not not Double A. Mm. Yeah, and that was a really fun weekend too. And I wasn't even old enough yet to like go to like the the bar, like you know, and enter, adult entertainment place that we went to. <laughs> and like, um, how old were you? <laughs> I was only twenty. Like I was on the verge of turning twenty one, but I was only twenty, and. Um, so like my cousin's like, you got a fake ID? I was like, yeah, I do. Like I have it on me too. And so he's like, all right, I mean, I'm sure like we can get you in. Like, it'll be like, no problem. Like, where are we going? He's like, yeah, you'll find out. And I had no idea where we went. I was like, oh God, like, you know, I'm like feeling already guilty, like going into this place. I'm not old enough yet, but like, (laughs) and so Chad, Chad found out the bouncer was an ex Ring of Honor wrestler, and he goes, "Aren't you Xavier?" And he goes, "Yeah, man. Like you watch my matches. Like, yeah, yeah." The dude, like at first, he asked me for my ID, but then like Chad, like you know, kept Smooth swerving talking. him, swerving him to like not ask for the ID again. He's like, "Oh no!" And then by the time like four minutes walked by, he's like, "Oh no, you're all good here. No cover for you guys. You know, oh, everybody sweet. gets in." And I was like, "Oh my god, they got you to not ask you for that ID again." Wow. So we're on like, and it's like we're like there for like a couple of hours, and then on the way out, you know, like Chad's like. Chad and Justin come up to me like, so did you have a fake ID on you? And I was like, yeah, here it is. Like, Chad literally looks at these like, this is not you at all. And he's like, Mr. Joe Fortunato of New Fairfield. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's me. He's like, this is not you at all. This guy was like, this guy was 30... 31. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Where did you get a fake ID? I asked my friend for his ID because it looks oh, like Oh, so it was a real ID. You just stole it. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, but, um, like, I had, like, real IDs. Like, I never, like, I mean, but, like, they weren't, they just weren't me at all. Like, they were, like, close to, like, my picture and, like, you know, oh, my posture, God. but they were not even close to, like, the real. Who are these Suddenly. people just giving their IDs to you? That does not sound like a smart idea. Okay, so here comes another story of All right, So, um, my, I don't know where my friend went, but like he was, he went to Pennsylvania and I guess like one of the town college bars and he finds like, he finds his fake ID and he goes, who does this look like? And he's like, it looks like this one. But then he goes, no, it looks like Grooney. And he goes, what, what will you offer me? I said, I'll pay, I'll pay for your four. I'll pay four meals of yours from Taco Bell drive through. So I'll, <laughs> Like, just four payments of Taco Bell, you got yourself a done deal, man. Depending on what he orders, that could that could really add up. Yeah, there. yeah. I mean, so I like, know. I mean, I would have just paid him the hundred bucks, you know, for the fake ID. But like, you know, I mean, really? I mean he probably ordered under a hundred bucks, but like that was the asking price. He was like, "I'll do you one better. I'll I'll feed you four times for that fake ID." <laughs> And so, and that was like when I was having a rough summer because I was in math. Um, I was like in summer school math, like for class, like for college. And I just like was having like a really bad like summer, you know, mm. like that was like the yeah. summer of like not misery, but like life changes in my like 
in my life, kind of. I had like I had a lot of dental problems with my braces getting off, and oh, jeez, yeah, I had a lot of I had a lot of fellings. So it was like the summer of dentistry that year. <laughs> the summer of dentistry. <laughs> that sounds fucking terrible. I uh, I mean, like in summer my, of math and dentistry. That <laughs> wasn't even the icing on the cake. Like you know, like she took my. Apparently, that's like when they started taking blood pressure at the uh, dentist's office. Like. Your blood pressure is really high. I was like, what's blood pressure? She's like, do you like eating fast food and salt? I was like, yeah. She's like, well, you should probably stop doing that then. I was like, oh, okay. You know, so like. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck off, dental assistant. I was like having like misery. And like that fake, I, the, the first ever ID that I have like saved my like summer a little bit. I was like. You know, like math wasn't going well. I knew I was going to fail the course, but I didn't get, I didn't really care because, like, I just hate math altogether. But so we go to the, we go to the only like bar on the lake called Down the Hatch. And I, I was, I, I just like, like gave it, I gave the, I gave the bouncer my ID. He was like, oh, you're good. Little did I know he knew for a whole month that that wasn't me at all but he was like all right you know what this kid's not gonna cause any like real damage or anything like he's probably like the driver i know like this guy's like good i'm gonna let him in for a month he let me in there for a whole like for a whole month because he knew like i was probably not gonna like do anything at all and like i just wanted to be in there to like be cool with my friends and then when the quota like came of like you know having to start taking fake IDs, he had to take mine. So I actually waited for my friends in my car and took them home. And I was like, "That's the end." But it was a good way to say goodbye to Eric Feldstein. <laughs> <laughs> yep, my first name was Eric Feldstein from Landenburg, Pennsylvania. Oh my god! What? So you. There was a roundup of fake IDs, and somehow you ended up with with all of them. In other words, <laughs> yeah, man, they got me through some good times. <laughs> oh my lord! Like even like the 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 people my age, like so if I was like twenty at the time, they were twenty. They were like, "Hey, Grooney, how are you getting into? Why am I seeing you at down the hatch?" And I was like, "Well, you know, sometimes just get lucky, you know, and play it cool. Get I like it. Cool, yeah." yeah. So which um, which of those IDs do you think would have been more convincing, especially when you're <laughs> when you're out of state? You know, this if, is not someone who you're around. Or uh, who has if seen. I still had it. Uh, it's Eric Feldstein. Yeah, is like he had like this grin, like with like his eyes kind of squinting. And like I pulled, like they were like, "Can you smile?" Like, like my friends, were like, "Can you smile like him?" I did. They're like, "Dude, that's totally you." If they asked you to like smile like that, you know, like, you would get away with it, like, because this kid is just like cheesing big time, and like it looks so like I could that's pull it off. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Even my mom said she was like, "Go have fun with this." Like, oh, got the got the brooding. Right. And then when I told her, I was like, well, mom, I got some bad news. The jig is up. She was like, oh, but like, they let you go, right? Like, they weren't going to like do anything. It was like, yeah, mom. I was like, listen, we know, but like, 
you know, we'll let you back in like when you're 21, but like this has got to stop. So she was like, yeah, gotta stop. as long as he had a, as long as he had a nice like one month of like going out, you know, had a good run. Yeah. Um, oh. so speaking of your mom, like, okay. So you talk about your mom quite a bit. Yep. Like, you, you live at home. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Your mom. Um, talk to me about her. Like, I imagine her to be a very special person. Oh, she is. Well, um, I guess like I can go back to like, you know, child, um, childhood. My father passed away when I was four. So she raised me and my older sister by herself. So I was four. Mm -hmm. My sister was going to be seven in December of 96. My dad passed away in June of 96. Early June, so I actually just turned four. She celebrated my fourth birthday, Memorial Day weekend, and then that, like, the week after, he actually passed away. So my mom, like, you know, it was devastating, and Mm -hmm. she just fucked up, and, you know, she raised me and my, uh, my sister together. Like, you know, my sister was more calmer and more independent about things mm-hmm. where i had a lot of like i had disabilities i had some form of add and like neurologic disorder and stuff mm-hmm. and i had a lot of coping issues so i was more like of a fusser a fussy like <laughs> kid but like i mean I feel bad about it now, but, like, my mom always told me, like, you couldn't help it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, your brain yeah. is what you are and, you know, stuff. So, like, and my mom always just, like, told me, like, you know, the best is yet to come. She felt, your parents always say that they can't help you because they feel the pain on the inside all the time. So it's like, if I'm crying to my mom because, like, you know, I don't have friends. Like, at the times when I didn't have any friends, like, she felt it more on the inside because, like, on the outside, she felt like she had to, like, be brave, you know, and just be mm-hmm. like, listen, like, time, your time's going to come. And I wouldn't believe her because, like, I figured, like, the time was now and it just actually wasn't. Right. I love that. I love that about her. And she, uh, like, she, she and, like, she actually, like, um, she had a dream one time um, that, like, she saw my dad, and she was like, Alan, I'm worried about James. And my dad was like, why? I was like, well, like, the kids will make fun of, like, the, you know, like, the, I don't know if he's going to have, like, friends, you know, and, like, some kids, like, you know, pick on him. My mom, my dad actually told my mom, Noel, he'll be fine, you know, Aww. like. Like, you know, he'll he'll be fine. And, like, I turned out to be, like, fine. Like, it took me, I don't know, like, when, like, what year she had it. But, like, it took me a while to, like, you know, develop, like, friends and whatnot. And my mom wrote my favorite yearbook. Uh, my, my mom, like, would write. Um, so, senior year of high school, like, the parents get to write like you know their student their kids like yes is in the yearbook mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah so like my mom is like laughing because like all these like 
of these absurd like who takes out a full page one girl had a page and a half like that's absurd <laughs> i had a page oh, really? oh you had a page <laughs> she did yeah like <laughs> some of these were just like like she was just laughing hysterically at like what some of these like parents were saying like and so my favorite quote at the time was oh, really corny. Yeah, it was actually by Paul, it was by Paul Heyman, and it was you cannot achieve success without the risk of failure. And he's like, you can't achieve success if you fear failure. And I found my mom actually found that quote and she put it in like the year, like her yearbook, um, like her yearbook uh, message that she gave me. Aww. I almost like cry, I like had to like go run and like hug her and I was like Aww. that it's like I, I I almost like broke down crying because like she doesn't like she didn't know at the time how like favorite of a quote that was to me. Mm. Or did she? Or did she? Yeah, exactly. It's one of those they know if you don't even even if you don't necessarily know that they know. Yep. <laughs> Cuz we know. Parents know everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so they say. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, when when we had to like go do the hospital, like we had to go to the hospital the next morning to do like the this like I had to go do like an actual brain scan when I was four years old. The problem was I wasn't allowed to go to sleep the night before. So my mom was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Like, you know, like, she's like, oh, God, what am I going to do? How do you keep a four-year-old from... Okay. Yeah, I mean... Well, time to (laughs) My mom dropped off my sister at um, the, like, a really close, like, friend's, like, and she's like, you're going to sleep over at Stephanie's house. Me and James are going to go to the movies. (laughs) (laughs) And we went to go see the wedding singer. The wedding singer. Of all movies. 10 o'clock at night. Legit. (laughs) And I think I saw, I don't remember the movie, but I remember being like, can we stop at 7-Eleven? I would like a Slurpee, please. Like, you can have whatever you want. Just say it. (laughs) I was like, I want to slurp mm-hmm. And then she was like, James, can you like do can you just like do like a dance or something? Like, you know, like nobody really cared. Like, you know, like people might yeah. have been like, why is this kid up at 10 o'clock? Well, like <laughs> he's just doing It was this. a insane woman. <laughs> this four-year-old this kid slurpees and on a sugar high out of his mind. Uh, I kind of love her. I love Mama Grooney right now. Yeah. Um. Oh my God. I can't believe you were four when that movie came out. What the shit? Yeah. So that was like what nineteen? That might have just been like ninety six as well. Then I guess like. Oh God. Yeah. I I guess like everything. Like I mean, call it what it is, but I guess like everything either good or bad happened in ninety six. You know, depending how you look at it. (laughs) Everything bad happened every year. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd say I'm a real fan of uh uh Mama Greenberg as well. Mm-hmm. She sounds like a badass lady. Yeah, uh, she does. Yeah. Like she like really like she fought for me too, like 
Um, there were like times when like I finally stood up myself to like the you know like bullies and stuff, and mm-hmm. she like she always encouraged me to like stand up, but she was like, "Don't hit a person, like let them hit you first and mm-hmm. you know, like no one really like hit me first, you know, like they would always just start it though, yeah, so when yeah. I finally stood up for myself, the bus driver actually got mad at me. I told my mom that she was like, "So let me get this straight. He talks." You talk back and you get in trouble. Like, no, no, no. She got this kid a referral because, like, she thought, like, this was so ridiculous. Why is my kid getting in trouble when this kid won't shut his mouth, you know, and stuff? (laughs) And then, so then, like, um, my mom had to, like, bail me out of, like, like, senior year. I got away with, like, a lot of things. (laughs) Like, but this one, like, even I knew I was wrong for this. I could have probably have handled it a different way. <laughs> it's the kid who was calling me the R word a lot. So, but Fuck like, I finally, yeah, but like, it's a happy ending though. Like, I, like, you know, it, t- it took a while. So, we, like, he starts calling, like, he was calling me the R word. And I was like, all right, whatever. Like, you know, so I was walking, like, I caught this kid, I caught him in, repeating 10th grade english when he's supposed to be a junior how do i know that was because the english teacher was the same one i had in the 10th grade (laughs) so i go up to him and i was like yo what up sophomore he goes why did you call me i said sophomore Mm -hmm. i said go read othello again because you couldn't read it the first time Damn. Yeah, like so we we're just going back and forth and stuff, like you know. And I was like, bro, if you're gonna swing, swing, bro, because I'm not gonna back down. He made such like a he like made such like a shouting match that the assistant principal actually told me, uh, you need to come to my office. And I was like, um, if I'm going, he's going too. He's like, no, just you. So I said, all right, I'm going out like this then, and I gave my. I gave him the, they gave the assistant principal the middle finger, and I walked out with the middle finger in my air, thinking that was so cool because I did this because the assistant principal knew what was going on, but all of a sudden, oh no, it's just James. Like, no, you know he's doing it, and so like I left like upset. I was like, Mom, can I just go home? And the assistant principal reluctantly like let me go unscathed which probably shouldn't have happened i probably should have been suspended for like three days at least yeah i really think that in your head you heard like the glass shatter and and stone cold steve austin's music is yeah it was like all bets are off you know like this is getting out of control like you know what's going on and I was screaming at the assistant. I was like, you know what's going on, but you turn your head when he freaking does something to me. All of a sudden, when I start yelling at him, you look this way and just see me. Oh, we don't know. You know damn well what he was saying and stuff. Like, I was giving it right to him. And my mom had to come and, like, just bail me out. And had to pour some, said, some no. water on that fire. <laughs> I, when I left, like, my mom was like, listen, I'm very angry with you because you know damn well what's going on. Like, she was saying the same things. That kid lays a hand on my kid. I will sue your ass. Like, you know. 
And like there were just so many times. And I'll I'll tell you another time too. So I was a freshman. I was like, I was and like this is when I was molding Grooney into James, basically. Oh Grooney like, was becoming James, okay. Kind of. Like I I like I just felt like, you know, like with the name Grooney, and I'll we'll get to that as well. Like with the name Grooney, like I felt like I finally like found like my like place. It it was it took a while to like to like really like have like friends and like you know be getting phone calls saying, Oh hey, come over, like come shoot hoops mm-hmm. with us. You now like we're taking you out for like wings, you know, it's wing night and stuff. But so I just like um I developed a, f- a friendship, like, with, like, my first, like, real, like, friend. His name was Anthony Cipriani, and we're still friends now. Their junior prom, their cars got vandalized by that senior class. So my friend is leading a full-out scale water balloon attack. And I'm just like, hey, man, can I join you? He goes, you're walking right next to me, Grooney. Like, come on. <laughs> and, like, literally, it was a hit and just run like no one is watching. We just threw, but we heard screams, and we just, like, <laughs> running for our lives. And the poor Italian teacher got trampled by accident. Oh, oh my God. She, she sort of just fell i don't know if she got pushed to the ground but like she fell and like we were all like dodging her like no one really like jumped no one jumped stood and stepped on her but like we jumped over her no one walked around her either running and so the middle of the so the english department is in like the ground floor because there's an upper which is science the basement which is like home economics and then you got the main like building which is like english classes and stuff so i'm running and like i'm turning like corners and my mom is like no i can't be but why would she think that (laughs) she's like that's not james's voice she looks out the door and I'm running around like with my friend Anthony and there's like three seniors and I'm like, mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> and she was like, damn it. Well, I mean, it's all in good fun, but why does it have to be James? She's and, she's um, sort of like beside herself going, yeah, I, I just wanted to like, have friends. You're on your own. Like, I don't understand why, why I like encourage your degenerate behavior in school you know oh my god <laughs> well so i think this is an interesting subject but just because i'm maybe a maybe like personalizing a little bit because like my son is a little bit like you gurney and uh, um maybe a late bloomer if you want to call it that i don't know i don't know how you feel about that but oh, no, um, i'm a i'm a late bloomer too i always felt that i was um one I, I'll say it too I was definitely one step behind everyone I don't want to say below because we're all like mm-hmm. we're all equal I was definitely mm-hmm. one step behind but like no one's above me even though they probably thought they were above me mm-hmm. well so like I'm 
I'm the kind of person who tries to fix the things, right? Like I, I like for Ethan, I would do whatever, you know, like yeah. your mom. Yeah. And but I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know if it's good to do that or like should I lay out a little bit on this thing or you know it's it's hard to tell where to get involved at and where to let the kid do the thing. Um my mom like laid out like um I don't like I don't know exactly when she like laid out like she let me get away with I would I want to say she let me get away with a lot of stuff. So see that's I how I am too. So <laughs> I do have a I, I do have a story like when she like totally like cut me off for a little bit. Like I trashed the house like you know once <laughs> like one too many times and like mm. that was like the last straw. And then but like you know that's like when I was like twenty three. Uh, no, I was twenty two. And, like, that was, like, my cutoff, actually, like, you know, and that's when I started, like, paying for more things. That's when mm-hmm. I started, like, giving my mom a little bit of, like, rent. And that's when I got, like, the best job, like, I have to this day. And, like, it helped me, like, become, like, that weekend, like, totally, like, got me to be, like, a better person. Mm-hmm. I got yelled at for, like, the last straw. And, like... I finally just, like, opened up my eyes. I was like, well, I probably need to go get another job because this one's not paying. And I found, like, this awesome job, and that was, like, that, basically. And, like, ever since really that, like, me and Mom been good on terms because she doesn't like that I'm home. Like, I was home during the summer, like, you know, like, mm. when she wasn't in school either. So she, like, so when I got this job at, like, the vending machines, she was like just stay until two o'clock you know like she was trying to like you know but like she wasn't mad anyway like even if i had to like come home early because like there was no work to do i was like try to stretch it out and like she was like better was uh, it was like better when um you know i was away in the mornings and i could come home in the afternoons you know because like she could stay out time to herself <laughs> yeah, pretty much i love it yeah i i thought jenny you were gonna go in sort of a different direction with that question, because mm. I was I was sort of, I mean, you said you were you didn't want to personalize it too much, but I was sort of thinking about you also. So oh, if really? You, okay. if, you if you hadn't asked, I was gonna any I was gonna throw it to you anyway. Um, also, as a parent, particularly as a mother, um, like what James, what you were saying when you were much younger and and had sort of so, socialization problems um i can imagine you know as as hard as that is for you that that uh, you know your mom is is seeing this Mm -hmm. and it really hurts her heart as well and jenny you've kind of alluded to that um in your own life and it's sort of like as a parent i imagine you're you're just wishing and and hoping you know for the best for for your child saying oh i just I'm I'm so desperate for him to to make friends and and be accepted. Um, when is this all going to turn around, right? Yeah. And then you know, James, in your case, it does. I mean, it's like you're a very gregarious, very outgoing person. Like you know, by the time you're you're getting to high school, um, you know, very social. You have friends. You have like sounds like a pretty good group of friends. And yeah. yet there are some, uh, there are some disciplinary problems <laughs> and yeah. it's like, 
your mom is probably probably revisiting maybe that conversation she she had in her head like oh was this worth it like yeah i mean it's a trade-off right where do you You stand on that yeah Yeah. that's that's the trade-off right is uh is it is it worth the cost of of what (laughs) that could be a and i mean I, i think it takes a very probably mature person especially as a parent to say you know what um this is really aggravating, um, but my my child is happy, and that's that's what I I wanted for him. And yeah, I mean, you know, there's got to be a limit, of course, right? right? You, you oh yeah, wait, wait. So you opened up a you opened up a um a story right on the nail in the cup, and so um, where's the line? Uh, I don't know if the line was really drawn, but so my cousin who, if I was, was only 17, I was only 17. My cousin was turning like, my cousin was turning 23 and he was having this huge party at his friend's house. They were like having jungle juice and like, they have like a slip and slide just into a kiddie pool. But like, it was fun. I'm like, mom, I want to go. Come on, mom. Like, please. She was like, no, James, you're too young. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So I was like, mom, come on. Just like, let me go for like a few hours, please. Like, I don't get to do anything. Like, you know, like, and so I guilt, I really guilt her. Yeah. She's literally yelling at me the whole way there. And she just, lay down the law, and right? she just doesn't think to turn around and be like, no, this is wrong. <laughs> she, like, she lets me out the door and she goes, listen, just call me, okay, when this is over. You're only allowed to stay out until one o'clock. I was like, okay, thanks, mom. Bye. <laughs> mm. And then um, at my, um, like, my friend's graduation party from high school. So, yeah, I was only 17 at the time. Um, the older sister who I liked, I liked, um, because we were all like, we were family friends, like, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, this person's mom and my mom owned a bookstore together. So I've been friends with them since like, you know, I was drinking out of a sippy cup, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so she turned it into her own party with like her friends who like, I like, I like that class. (laughs) They were doing keg stands, and my mom had to go into the kitchen because she didn't want to see her son doing debauchery. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, in the next morning, she was like, got a fat head? I was like, a little bit. She was like, drink water. (laughs) She's awesome. I want to come live with your mom. I'm going to kick you out (laughs) in the basement with her. Yeah. I owe my mom a lot, but I've given her a lot too. So we're balancing a lot out, you know. <laughs> As I like to think we are, which I believe we totally are. Uh, I just see her like t- taking herself aside and going, "This is what I wanted. This is what I yeah. wanted." You have to tell herself. Yeah. So um, I don't know, like, if you guys like had the question where, like, I mean, you know where Grooney comes from, but like. When I was, when I was in, so, again, like, eighth grade was really, like, a very 
not bad, but awkward. Like, let's oh, be yeah, honest. Like, true. middle school stinks. Like, yeah, it sucks. I had a lot of anxiety issues and stuff. Like, sort of bad. And, like, I was having, like, um, I was having, like, upset meltdowns sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, that was just, like, the whole neurologic disorder and stuff. Um, so like I wanted to, I wanted to play football, you know, and I was like, "Hmm, let me just stick it out, you know, like see what happens, you know, like, I know I'm probably not going to be the best at it, but I stuck with football for like all four years of high school and I felt pretty good that I didn't quit, you know, like Mm -hmm. I showed up to every practice granted. I like, I don't know why I stayed on the team and I really hated the hitting, you know, like, and I just couldn't (laughs) do it because like. The head was like component of it, yeah. I just tried my best, and like you know, I knew I wasn't going to get anywhere at football, but I stayed on the team. So we go to agility training, and like I'm only 14, like going to be like a freshman, and um, like a lot of my like a lot of my sisters, like high school friends, she didn't go to the same high school, but like I just liked her. I liked her class because I thought they were a good group of kids. And I knew them through, through, like, the neighborhood and stuff. through like, other friends' kids, you know. Like, we'd always, like, play, like, flag football together and stuff. Like, on Friday nights, like, watching varsity games, like, when we were, like, nine years old and stuff. So, they were nine. I mean, no, if I was nine, they were, like, 12, you know. So, the coach is, like, running through all the names and stuff. He's like, oh, Mike Gray, uh, Eddie Kelly. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, he knows them because, like, you know, he's been, like, the code, their coach for, like, you know, two years running. He goes to the mining. He goes, James, Gruen, Gruen, all right, I got something for you. We're going to call you Gruny now. <laughs> and he just came up with my nickname for life. Like, <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh. I never knew that. I didn't yeah. know somebody else. Yeah, I think my – I thank the guy for christening, like, you know, my nickname because, like, it yeah. it helped me get friends. And, like, when the, so, like, when school was, like, starting, you know, all the seniors were like, what's up, Grooney? What's mm-hmm. up? And, like, it started, like, to really, like, get me to think, maybe I should start hanging around these guys. And, like, you know, and it, it was a lot of fun. And... My classmates, I can't say they were, but I feel like you have the thought. They were jealous because someone who they thought is below them is getting one above them. Mm-hmm. So I we feel like the, they were... They you got were the nickname, just, you're on the team. You're, yeah, yeah, they were just giving me... Well-liked. Like, oh, like, oh, why is James Groomer getting all the attention? Like, why aren't we... And they were like, then like even like the like some of them were like, oh well, they're just gonna leave anyway. Like, and they, yeah. those were like the true rude snobs. And I was like, well, you know, I'll have to deal with that when the time comes. The next class after took me under their wing as well, too. So mm-hmm. joke was a little bit more on them. And then so junior year was a little bit rough because you know like those two senior classes who had my back and like you know looked after me they were gone so i felt like i was was back on my own but i sucked it up and it's december 
my uh, I was I I was saying like you know like seeing this uh, guy like you who's my best friend now, his name was Eddie Kelly, and um he was like typing me he's like what are you doing on New Year's Eve I was like nothing why he goes. <laughs> I want you to come to my parents. Like, I'm having, like, this huge, like, New Year's Eve party. Everyone's going to be there, man. Like, everyone that you know is going to be there. And to me, I was like, is someone really inviting me, like, to a party, you know? Like, because mm-hmm. I don't really, like, I'm really one of those kids who doesn't get invited to places. And mm-hmm. it really touched me because I was just like, and I told my mom, I was like, Mom, Eddie Kelly wants me to come to his New Year's Eve party. She was like, Go. <laughs> like go. I mean, you have to, right? Yeah, like that's a bit of confidence, right there. You get invited to the yeah. big party. Yeah, and like none of my like none of my classmates are going to this. You know, like you're the young. Like I mean, yeah, I was probably the youngest one. It was like, who's getting invited? You are, man. Like own up to <laughs> it. That's like no one else is getting invited to this party. Like you know, who's under the age of like. 18 you are bro so own up man there you go social climber and he like and i was just like i need to start hanging out with eddie kelly and eddie was always the guy who included me and it's like yo let's call Grooney. what's Grooney doing yo man come over watching football come (laughs) over man you know we hanging around you know just sipping beers and stuff and I wrote him a um, so during his um, during his wedding, his best man was giving like you know, um, like I want you to say something like what Eddie means to you. And I wrote to I wrote to um, his friend Brian, who was also my friend at the time. I said, Brian, you know, this is what Eddie means to me. You know, growing up, you know, I didn't have a lot. I really didn't have like a place to go, and like I didn't really have like you know a group of friends, and then. I met Eddie Kelly and, you know, Eddie took me under his wing, you know, and he felt it felt like I could finally be I was socially acceptable to people. Mm-hmm. And Eddie was like hugging me like with tears. He was like, does that really like do you really mean that? I was like, bro, like you really helped me like change. You changed me in a way, you know, like you gave me like a group of friends too even if eddie wasn't there like um there were like friends who were like who um who lived in eddie's house like yo let's call Grooney, man like what's Grooney doing mm-hmm. you know and so like he really just helped me like form into like into something that like i always wanted he gave you the rub got you yeah <laughs> I love that story. That's so sweet. And I love that you told him that, you know, like, I feel like people deserve to know if they've affected somebody's life like that. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. So, um, after, uh, after you trampled the Italian teacher, um, <laughs> you did graduate and went on to uh, college. Where did you go to college? I went to college at SUNY Cobble Skill. And I did a year there and I I liked it. Like, um, I will say if I look back at it now, I had fun in college, you know, I went to school, I went to class, you know, I like, I used a library. I studied like, you know, <laughs> to the best of my ability. 
and stuff. But like, I feel like honestly, like I was a little immature to like um going to go to like to be on my own because I still mm-hmm. felt like I was still that that awkward, strange kid person, you know, and maybe that was my disability still but i owned up to it that i was like you know maybe i wasn't ready to like go off on my own but i did it for a year and it was fun yeah mm-hmm. well it's starting over too right you know you've got yeah. the, the social status um once you're an upper class like, you know i felt like even like i mean i feel like after college like when i just said you know what i just want to like work in the you know and like because college isn't for everyone and like i learned no. that because I was taking like the I was taking like the same math course and I keep on stopping like I quit but it's always like I quit at the same place where like I can't process these problems anymore Mm -hmm. no matter how many times I I tell myself that every day right Exactly, but like you know, it's like you're going to have to. But like, not everything's a math problem. It's like mm-hmm. if you just read something, it's there. With math, it's like step by step. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, mm-hmm. oh, solve for it's like solve for x. Okay, that's fine. Then you get to like the word problems. <laughs> if Tom has yeah. three apples, blah blah, I traded Susan, blah blah blah. Like simple word problems are like solve 13 from 23. The Mm -hmm. word from is there. That's the easy part. (laughs) Then it's like solve 13 from 23 divide by five. So like, wait, 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 where's the first from, you know, because I see three word. I see three, um, Three froms in this word problem. <laughs> I don't know where to begin. You know, like you lost me at the fourth one. And then it's there's far the too much drama time. in the word problem. Yeah, yeah. agreed. And then it's like um, they teach you that, oh, well, the problem is non-existing because there's a zero. It's like that's like <laughs> saying find Waldo in this big maze. It's like you have to look for the zero <laughs> because that cancels everything. I'm like, shut up, teach. <laughs> Shut up, T. Then you flipped him off and walked away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. My summer math teacher, I was mumbling so hard under my breath because, like, (laughs) I'm looking at this teacher, right, just reading this book, and I'm like, look at this fucking bitch. Now, here I am (laughs) struggling with this. This fucking bitch is just reading her fucking book like, fuck bitch. Strong Ethan vibes. Mumbling like, oh God. And like, she actually, like, like, she sort of, like, not not publicly embarrassed me, but like, sort of, like, gave me the evil eye and was like, you come unprepared, blah, blah. I was like, listen, lady, I'm sorry. I had a rough morning. I just forgot a pencil. Can I please borrow a pencil? And she gave me, like, this, like, public lecture. I was like, just take me out back and shoot me now. You know, you already already did the, uh, you know, the emotional side of things. You know, can you just do the physical part? You know, you freaking bitch. Like, God damn. I don't know why they need to do that. Yeah. Like, 
but again, like it was with the, like it was the past. Um, I had a very good math tutor, and like she was a math teacher from New Fairfield High School. Now we didn't see eye to eye when uh, I started there. Like we started with her, <laughs> but she got to watch me grow and mature. So like, and she was really proud of me because like you know I grew up and I like matured very well. There were like a lot of times when I would just like, like, you know, not really kick and stamp. I was like, Miss DG, I hate math. I hate math. She's like, honey, I know, I know. But like, she would just listen to me, like, get honey, out all, she would just like listen to me, get out all of my anger. She would chuckle at times because my anger was funny. <laughs> and I'm like, Mrs. DG. How do you solve 13 from 23 when there's like five other words in the problem? And she was like chuckling. And then she like, so you ready to learn? And I was like, yes, I let out all my steam. And, you know, she tragically like she passed away. Like, she wasn't doing well towards the end. But like I was always delivering like my mom's um my mom's special Christmas arugula cookies, and we would always sit down mm. and catch up like time Aww. like never passed. And she was always asking me, How's so and so? Because I'm like, Oh man, I just hung out with him like a week ago, he's, <laughs> he's doing good. <laughs> like, you she could throw him with the most random name, and I was like, Oh my god, I just saw them like three weeks ago. He's like, All right, you know, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, well. I feel like people do sometimes talk about having a really inspirational teacher, like a teacher that changed their lives. That was so great. They learned so much from um, some, sometimes it was maybe a, a harder teacher who, who didn't take a lot of shit. Right. Who was sort of a, sort of a hard ass, mm-hmm. but, but yeah. a good teacher. Like, there's always like that one teacher that's like, Oh, well, life's a bitch. Get over it. Like, yeah. you know, sure, sure. I mean, I feel like there has to be a line between, too much sympathetic and like tough shit in a way like definitely well like i mean i did enough work to where it was like teachers can be sympathetic where it was like i didn't let my like disability stop me you know like i probably could have studied more like but i feel like i did like i i i came out unscathed and like you know i wasn't really a bad kid like where it's like I had to deal with the kids who were lying about, like, they weren't lying about being special education, but they just didn't want to do any work at all at the same time. It's like, okay. And, like, they were getting Bs. And they were, like, they were getting Bs. And I was, like, only getting Cs. Getting... Oh, no. Turns out, like, one of the special, like, I mean, one of the special education teachers was really cheating for them. I wasn't the only one who knew because, like, a lot of the mm. other, like, normal kids were, like, complaining about it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't do it. Like, I'm on your side, man. Like, it's bullshit. Like, even I'm like, you know, I work hard for my C's and you're <laughs> cheating. Yeah. <laughs> I work hard. I'm not afraid to say because I worked hard, you know? Like, I had a disadvantage, but I overcame it in ways. And I made the. It sounds like a campaign slogan. I worked hard for my seat. Something we can all get behind. Right? Yeah. And, like, there was, like, one time when um, I pushed myself to get to the honor roll. 
Mm. And I like and and that was like, oh, I'm having actually fun failing because like I was hit and miss, like, you know, like I missed the honor roll a lot of times. Like, but I looked at like, you know, because they would put like a who made the honor roll in like the school newspaper. And I was like, you know, yeah, I wanna see my name in that paper, you mm. know. Like I think I can do it. And like so junior year, I finally like just started like, you know, really like pushing myself a little bit harder. I missed honor roll first quarter by a C plus because in junior oh, year you get history and English and I got a C plus in history. I was like, all right. So I pushed myself harder. The second quarter, I made all B's of junior year. So I finally got my like little poster uh, postcard thing that said I achieved the honor roll. There you go. So it like that amazing. was like my that was actually like my high school one of like my like high school goals. Like your main goal is to graduate on time. Like which was like I wasn't really afraid of like not graduating on time. But I was like if I can make mm-hmm. a minor but like successful goal get honor roll one time before high school's over and i did you know fair and square too mm-hmm. so yeah i have a lot of um sympathy or, or maybe it's empathy for like um k through 12 teachers right just yeah because they get they got to put up with a lot of shit and don't get paid and it's it's just a lot right like mm-hmm. they're kind of you know, uh, professional babysitters in a lot of ways, but, um, in college, when, when you're dealing with someone who's, you know, an actual professor, that's where it's sort of like, that's very um, yeah, well, in the whole, like being lectured because you don't have a pencil or whatever. I mean, first of all, you're an adult, so you don't have to be there. Um, and that's definitely, pretty far from from an inspirational teacher you definitely don't hear people talking about how well you know one day i came to class unprepared and i got my ass reamed out by, <laughs> by my math teacher and it really turned my life you know like what an asshole um but that's that's not all you had that that's so this is the same summer as uh the the dental the dental nightmare and uh <laughs> And bar hopping uh, yeah. with your with your collection of IDs as well, right? Yeah. So what year was that? Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Good lord, yeah. that doesn't seem like that long ago, does it? I know, but like, it was like, man, like, what were you doing ten years ago? Oh man, bar hopping, getting fillings, you know. <laughs> Having it out with my math teacher. Right? Yeah. Stupid. Those summer classes are supposed to be easy. I mean, that's that really sucks. Yeah, algebra is just terrible sometimes. Ugh. Um, yeah, but like um I do have some like I have some like I have some girl stories too, if you like wanna some girl stories. Um, yeah. I thought those were off the off the table. Well, sir. like the real serious ones are off the table. But I'll tell you All the right. innocent but good ones that I can. Okay. We'll take what we can get, you know. Definitely. Yeah. This is this is why you know peek behind the curtains. We always ask our guests if anything's yeah if anything's off limits. 
So, so we respect we respect the wishes of our guests. So you yeah. um you so, can set the tone. So tenth grade was when I got my first girlfriend, and how I got her was absolutely stunning and astonishing as well. She was the new girl who just like she was in like my science class, just like observing like what New Fairfield High is like because there's a town. It's Sherman, Connecticut. It's right next to my town and New Milford, Connecticut. It doesn't have a high school. So those Sherman kids get to pick which high school they want to go to. And this wow. girl was like in my science class. And I was like, oh, hi, I'm James. She's like, um, oh, I'm, I'm Amy. And like, you know, I play basketball, you know, like for New Fairfield High. I was like, oh, like, do you go here? She's like, well, I'm like transfer. I'm transferring here. So I was like, oh, okay. There was a dance that weekend. And I was just like, I like went there. But like me and my boys, like, you know, my boys dressed me up to the nines, you know, like, and I see her. And I was like, oh, wow, like, that's so cool that, like, you know, you got to, like, get into, like, this dance, you know. It was called, it was actually called the black and white dance. I was like, Michael Jackson would have made a fortune if he made a, if he called it, oh, let's go to the black and white dance, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Black and white And so it was like, you know, the guys dress up in black tuxedos and the girls, you know, dress up in white, white outfits, you know call it what it is whatever a white outfit is <laughs> and so i was like i was sorry you know doing the old grind i was doing the old grind with her you know and like i don't know like i never really knew i like approach girls and stuff like for everyone else it just seemed like it was so easy but like with me like everything just seemed like oh this girl's gonna get weirded out by me and stuff but like you know this girl was like comfortable so you know maybe we were just busting out a move my friend, like, well, like, my classmate comes up to me. She's like, James, give her a kiss. I was like, um, mm-hmm. I barely know this girl for, like, five minutes. She pulled me in, and we started making out. And my friend, Whoa. my classmate, just started, like, he was just like, no fucking way. Like, his jaw just dropped. And you know, started making out, you know, and we danced like the night away, like me and my like my high school, like my senior buddies, like, you know, and it was like Grody's got a girl. Like that was like that made its round like the the hottest extra extra read all about it. Grooney got himself a girl. <laughs> wow. Yeah, like and hold you out, in like, for the kiss. That's <laughs> yeah. Like we went out for a couple of months. Like it was just like it was just sophomore like high school love, you know. Mm -hmm. And then so I come I went back to start taking class at Nor uh Naugatuck Valley Community College, like which is like a couple of towns over. My friend opened up a uh like a little side business for Westcon kids where we would do um college parties and i was like yo man i want in like he was like all right so i i would offer i would drive him to the club you know like we would open up shop you know i would always be allowed to like dance on stage with the ladies you know like (laughs) stuff so grooney would get like vip treatment so it's christmas time and i pulled the Best, like, I pulled the only Grooney can do this, and it'll work. 
I got I got my cousin's uh, I borrowed my cousin's Santa Claus suit. I just set up shop Santa's like Santa's little uh, you know sitting, and I told all the girls I was like ladies. Come sit on Santa's lap and tell Santa what you want for Christmas. And at least 20 girls came up and they were telling me what they wanted for Christmas. And a couple of them were giving Santa Claus a lap dance, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my boy was like, I am so proud of you. You are the man. I've done a lot of, like things that are probably like ashamed on paper but it was well worth it <laughs> it was worth it ashamed worth it for paper. the memory i love it um, worth it for the memory and, and for the story yeah um so this one this is like the the big one we're at my friend's house and this girl who i kind of knew like she was way older than me like we're in like we're in my friend's like kitchen and, like, we're all, like, there's, like, a bunch of us in there. All of a sudden, this girl, like, who I know, she's, like, a little, she's she's a little bit plastered. Like, you know, she had, she had a couple of drinks, you know. She sees a banana on the, she sees a banana on the table. And she looks at it, and she looks at me, and she goes, James, I dare you to eat that banana with the skin on it. Ugh. And I'm saying to myself, what do I get if I do? Mm-hmm. She said, I'll flash you. Not worth it. But I made some contract negotiations. <laughs> some contract Like what? Well, I put some loopholes in, you know? Like, listen, <laughs> this isn't going to be a... A dump and run, you know. You're going <laughs> to no, yeah. This is not going to be a dump and run. You're going to do the fuck is a dump and run? It's like when you just show them and run away. I was like, nope, you're not just going to dump them out and then take them back in. <laughs> dump them we're out. Do- we're doing it this way. Dump them out. If I do this, <laughs> we're going dump to dump them titties out, girl. Yeah. If I do this, we're going to do a slow 10 count. Like referee Earl Hebner. Like referee Earl Hebner. One, two. And I get the full pleasure of looking at this. This woman was intoxicated. This is not a binding contract. No. (laughs) Did you do it? She was not in her right state of mind. She did. I did it. You ate a banana with a peel on? Uh, for like boobs. Eat peel on it for boobs. Yep. For 10 seconds of boobs. Slow count 10 seconds is well Slow worth count it. 10 Jesus. By the third bite, I'm like, listen, either I'm going to stop now and throw up or I'm just going to keep on going. Well, yeah. I wow. kept on going. And... When it was over, all but this one, this one friend, he was a very nice guy. He was like, lady, this young man just ate a banana with the skin on it. You the lady? Show those, you show him those tits right now. Oh, my God. And I did the oh, one. No. 
two. She was a very good sport about it all the way up to the final count of ten. What a legend. It was the still today. Some of these kids like best story. And I'm still friends with a lot of them. Like this isn't even like this is like a couple of years like older than like my best friend now. But like I just like wanted to like hang out with whoever I could. And they're like, Groomberg, you're the man. The banana man. Yeah. Oh man. I don't I'm trying to think if I could do that for anything. It would have to be way more than 10 seconds of boobs. Yeah. Jenny, have, have you ever committed a dump and run? <laughs> um, perhaps. Probably. Perhaps I have done such things. Didn't refer to it as a dump and run, but that's... No, because, Jesus Christ, that makes no fucking sense at all. No, I now, If we're it. talking about, like, a quick poop or something, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dump and run, okay. I I, I just I, I love the um I don't know the the crassness of it. Dump them out, you know. Just dump 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 them like, out. That's just it's so descriptive. It and is vulgar I, and descriptive and great. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I love it. Thank you for that. Oh god. Well, what do you think, Jenny? Um. This is this has been a a wild winding uh, uh, night here with Gruny. All of yes. our nights with Gruny are. <laughs> yeah. Being honest, but feels very, feels very familiar. Uh, yeah. I I am gonna be lucky enough to hang with Gruny uh, very soon. So yeah, oh, um, oh. I hope to come out with uh, half as good as stories. Oh, I don't know where you guys are, but I'm on the side of WrestleMania 17 is the best WrestleMania, and you cannot change my oh, mind at all. Look, you know, um, that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, um, Gurney, uh, let's let's plug your podcast before we get out of here. Yeah, um, and uh, I got another thing to uh, plug as well that me and Tim just uh, me and Tim just recorded. Um, but you can find me on um, you can find me on Twitter at Grooney three sixteen, and I also have a, a softball an old softball jersey that my friend uh, made me get that said three sixteen, and I played in that jersey for the whole season three sixteen. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Grooney three sixteen. And um, I have a podcast on the Place to Be Wrestling feed, like Jenny said. It's called Extreme Resurrection, where me and my co-host, Michael Cook, we're looking back when ECW was brought back on the Sci-Fi Network. And we're getting ready to record two episodes, like um, one episode, but two shows of really great um, matches from September 26th, which is infamous for... Hardcore Holly um, gushing blood out of his back in an Extreme Rules match with Rob Van Dam. And October 3rd, when uh, Rob Van Dam and Tess had a very good Extreme Rules match. So that's coming up on the Place to Be wrestling feed. 
and on uh, the sister station, the north-south connection feed. I don't know if it's a sister feed or not, but like it's yeah, like the quad of pod feeds, uh, mm-hmm. north-south connection. Um, me, me, Tim, and Justin, the pod, well, not yeah, like the one of the main pod podcast people. We just did um, nine oh two one oh no so. We recorded nine oh two one no so. Yeah, nine oh two one no so. Yeah, I'll get it right eventually. <laughs> I'm fired now, but um, and we just uh, we're going back to like Beverly Hills nine oh two one oh the original, and I got to be I had the pleasure of covering ep- season one episode five one on one with Justin and Tim, and I'm hooked on Beverly Hills. Like you know, I'm on season six now. And I'll give a little shout out to that. Like anyone who, like they always say, anyone who loved the show or like me is getting new into the show, but is hooked from the first night we watched it together, you know, ask to be a guest on the show. It'll bring you joy and laughter and tears, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> well, we hope we didn't cause you. Hopefully, we didn't <laughs> cause you any tears, but you are a great guest. That was a great episode to record. And uh, I'm, I'm, I've told you this uh, already, Grooney, but just so proud of you for, I mean, you have not been watching the show long, and you're already on season six, plowing through those episodes of the OG 90210. Like That's that, another thing that just yeah. spun out of these Saturday night calls, like many things. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's the thing as well, is that, like, you know, as a kid, I could never, like, watch anything but, like, Nickelodeon cartoons and whatnot, but then it's, like, now that I'm older, I'm just, like, now I just, like, am just staying still and watching something through and through, you know? Especially something that entertaining makes it easy, yeah. huh? Mm-hmm. Like if if I were to describe Beverly Hills 90210, I mean, season one is, like, the, oh, like, you know the typical like high school problem season but then it's like season two swerve from swerve swerve and swerve and then it's like <laughs> swerve and curves all over it's like the sub it, it's like the it's not the equivalent of the sopranos but in the way of you got that Sorry, one good season but we gotta step up the heat now you know mm. and then it was like in the Sopranos case, by season four, it was like, that's it. We got to start killing people, man. Like, we're getting, <laughs> we're getting too comedic, and people are taking this not for the series we want. So, like, start killing people, and that's it. Where it's like Beverly Hills 90210, season two, oh, there was a big drama problem. And then from then on, you know, someone's got a, like, someone's got the bombshell story, you know? Oh, yeah. Team drama it's at high. its finest. Yeah. It is yeah. high drama. Yeah. For sure. High yeah. drama. What other shows you got going on, Tim? The aforementioned 9021 No So, my, my newest podcast with Justin, and open call to guests for that one, honestly. Whether you watched the show growing up, you're a big fan of it, or you know, you're a newer fan like Grooney. Um, or even if you weren't a fan, if you hated the show. We we kind of take all comers there. I, I'd kind of be interested in talking to talking to a guest who really hated the show just to just to clown on it a little bit. Just I mean, I just think that would be fun, and it's definitely it would be a change of pace for us. Um, but regardless of your feelings on the show, if you'd like to be on that podcast, uh, 
reach out to us if you want to be a guest. Uh, you can find me on social media. I am at Psych68, C-Y-K-E-6-8. Um, other podcast ventures right here on the Jenny position, in addition to this podcast, Talking Pop, we have the Journey Through Infinity, Jenny, uh, where we go chronologically through all the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, most recently uh, covering Spider-Man uh, Homecoming. So that, Jenny, I believe was, uh, would the term be simulcast or, or uh, <laughs> dropped as well on the, uh, the, the North-South Connection podcast network as well, correct? Yeah, we threw it over there, uh, do a little crossover um, a little for cross Spider-Man over. Day, yeah. Spider-Man Day, yes. yeah. So uh, check out that podcast if you are a fan of the MCU and yeah, I think that's going to do it for me podcast wise, um, you know, in terms of recent coverage, of course, there's wrestling podcasts as well. You can find all that great content on the Place to Be Nation wrestling feed, which we are also a part of. We are. We are. We have a show called PTB NXT and uh, we have a show called Talking WCW, both awesome mm-hmm. and have pretty fresh episodes right now um on the jenny position you can hear um some you heard about pluto there will be an episode about jersey shore family vacation coming up so with a very special pair of guests uh for that one and a new episode of hot tokes should be on the way and geek and sassy as well um anniversary geek and sassy right yeah it was our 50th uh episode so yeah finally um i'm just gonna say real quick about uh, we talked about this platform a little bit i think on other um pods but uh there's this new thing called stream lounge so um it's basically just a live watch situation but you're all synced up through Mm -hmm. the website so you're all watching um, the host, and then you're watching the show, and you're all allegedly um, on the same timestamp, right? So we we do a lot of group watching. So this seems like a fun platform, and also the host can be on video. Um, so I'm going to be trying that platform out a little bit. So I'll be linking that when it comes up, and you can watch along and chat um, while we watch whatever we decide to watch and um so just check it out make a profile and there's tons of different stuff on there that you can watch now they do like reviews of of all the disney stuff and um so it's it's pretty pretty neat little platform to to play around with um not everybody likes to be on video so that is (laughs) optional of course but uh honestly that's what has drawn me to it because i i think that's a fun way to do stuff, do things like this um, with the added video component. But anyway, um, look all that up and then uh, follow me at Jenny Position on Twitter and the Facebook page. And thank you for listening to Talking Gurney. Thanks, Gurney. I appreciate you uh, finally, um, you know, allowing yourself to be interviewed by us. Thank you guys for having me. I've been waiting to do this for like a long time. I figured that. <laughs> You know, our nation 
our place to be nation uh, family, and you know everyone needs to hear the story of Grooney. Of course, that's very true. Yes, well, the I gift hope of that uh, yeah. the gift the gift of Grooney. Yeah, I, I hope that we met your expectations, Grooney. Um, you definitely uh, exceeded ours. Yeah. Um. Do, do you mind if I tell like one quick story, please? Go for it. You know what? Right. I, I so, love it. So do you remember like when I said uh, trying to go home and he waves it off? Do you remember when I said that I was a consequence like to some of my friends? Like, Mm -hmm. um, so all right, so my friend brings me to a party at this other like of one of our other friends' houses, and um, my my friend who drove me left, so I ended up spending the night. But like it was just a wild night, and. Um, I fell asleep on his roommate's like floor while apparently he was having he was having sex with a a girl and goes, Grooney, what the fuck are you doing? Get the fuck out of my house! Like, get out of my room! I was like, oh, Santana, I had no idea, man. I was like, wanted to just go to sleep here, man. He's like, get out of my room, Grooney! Like, what the fuck? I didn't see anything. And then the next um, the next morning, he was like, he Facebook. Uh, wrote a post to my friend who left me. He's like, you dropped a Grooney bomb and you just left him here. Man, <laughs> like, do you know what you did? It was the funniest thing ever. And we took an expression. Up, here comes a Grooney bomb. 